Welcome to the podcast. I'm Anita Joyce. Kelly and I are here, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. This is episode 279, How the French Live Without Decorating. The show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 279. So I, la la. I know. You know what prompted the idea for this episode? Was when we were at Round Top and we were talking to our friend Pascal. Our new French friend who's our, just fabulous. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So adorable and lovely. And I just love to hear her talk. She said, you know, and I can't say it with her voice. I'd like to. She said, you know, the French, you know, we don't, we don't decorate. And I said, I know. And I said, but it still turns out so beautifully fabulous all the time. And that's what everybody loves. So today's episode is not really about how to decorate in a French style, but how to decorate like the French do to look so chic, but do it effortlessly. You know, I'm just, I, I, I do remember when she said that, it definitely struck me. I think I was sweating so much and the sweat was dripping down the back <laughs> of my so legs hot. that I, I promptly <laughs> walked out of the booth and, and got in your air conditioned car and forgot about it. But I'm so glad you remembered that because it's so true. And when she said it, I was like, those darn Frenchies, how do they pull that <laughs> off? Right. But it, we look so just, not French or elegant because we were just dripping sweat. It was so hot. Yeah. I know, but she was too, and she looked pretty great. Yeah. Maybe she we did. looked better than we thought. I don't Good. know. I felt pretty You did, sweaty. darling. I don't know, darling. I, I don't think so. But yes, those French people and those French women in particular, they are able to pull that off so well. And there's so many books. And I actually stumbled upon. Now, when I was looking at this topic and getting ready for it, I remembered stumbling upon this course, and I don't know who's hosting it. It's a woman who moved to Paris, and she's got a whole webinar, you know, chapters and chapters of a webinar about how to, you know, sort of give off the vibes of a French woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's so crazy, right? So it's obviously But very it was about appealing. decorating. I mean, it was about uh, fashion, though, what you Fashion, were right. But it's so appealing and it's so distinct. Everybody knows what you're talking about. And it does translate to decorating Right. It well. happens with decorating. It's the same thing. They do, they do it with clothing and fashion and they do it with their homes as well. I think the first tip to decorating like the French do is to embrace imperfections. And I was thinking about all of these antique pieces that I have in my house that are chipped or cracked here or there, but they have this beautiful presence. And I'm so thankful that somebody decided this is a valuable piece of history. This is a this is my cake stand. I'm not going to throw this out because it has a chip. And they kept it. And, and then I bought it 200 years later. And it's amazing. So I think that's one element is to not worry about everything being perfect. I think it's a more relaxed attitude and it's more, uh, it just feels better, I think. Less stressful. Yeah. A little, um, to bring in another culture, a little wabi-sabi yes. with your decorating. I think that's absolutely a hallmark of French and maybe even, you know, crossing borders over there in, in Europe. Americans tend to decorate and when they think decorating, it's like, perfection. Mm-hmm. Everything's exactly where it should be. And it's you know perfectly aligned and, and tidy. And sometimes that ends up looking like you're trying too hard. I know that yes. sometimes happens to me, but if I'm doing a, a shelf or something like that, if I'm doing a, a bigger display, sometimes it just looks a little too done. And I have to go in and sort of, sort of, 
mess it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? To give it some charm and give it some interest and give it that imperfection, like you're saying, that's sort of a hallmark of this type of French decorating, if you would even call it a French decorating. Can you even call it a, a style, I guess, even well, though it's I don't, a style I of, of imperfection? <laughs> I wouldn't call it a, a style, but it's an, it's an approach to decorating. Mm, and an it's approach. certainly that's something that, that I've lived with. I don't really, I know bloggers that spend hours and hours and hours doing the styling for a photo shoot. And I feel a little embarrassed sometimes when I'm on these blog tours to admit that I really didn't spend a lot of time on it. <laughs> on the putting it together or photographing. It was like, well, I just kind of took the picture. Well, and whatever you're doing, honey, it's working. So stick with it. Well, thanks. But it's just, it's a a tone down. I don't think you have to go over the top for it to look beautiful. And I think that is kind of one of those French things is don't try too hard. Don't make, don't make it look so decorated. Kind of have, it's okay for it to have that imperfect look, that lived in look. And I, I, and this, and the other part that goes with that is try not to put too much emphasis on things going together. So not too matchy matchy. I mean, we want it to all kind of have a flow and a, and a, a feeling of kind of, it makes sense together. But I think if things look too matchy matchy, too well thought out, it begins to look too contrived. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And this is such a good, even if you know that in your head, sometimes when you're doing something, like I'll be making a vignette and it just keeps getting bigger and and more stylized and, uh, you know, more holiday centric or, you know, just... It's, it just becomes too much and it's almost like a caricature of decorating. It's too much. And I think that happens a lot. It's there's sometimes things are beautiful to look at on the blogs or in Pinterest, but it's also not a way that you could actually live. And I think the way the French and the Europeans do it, French in particular, is it's all about actually living in the space. And so it's not so over the top because you wouldn't have a giant hay bale and, you know, 40 <laughs> pumpkins stacked, right? In different size increments with perfect stems in your kitchen. You know, you just wouldn't have that. That wouldn't. So I think that also something that you're saying about, um, you don't have to have that much and all of that, but what you do have doesn't have to be expensive, but it has to be good. It has to oh, have character. Yes, yes, yes. It's interesting you say that. And speaking to what you just said and what I was just saying, I just bought these amazing antique chairs. And oh, stop it. I mean, I, I wish we could just show everyone that those chairs. Can you get to reveal them? Because they're they going to be, gasp. they're going to be, let's see, this is, they're going to be out on Wednesday. Oh, they're coming out on Wednesday. Or no, is it Wednesday? No, I'm sorry. By the time this, this is live, it'll, I'll, I'll link to them. They'll be out by the time this, sorry, I've lost track of my weeks. Yes. yes. They'll be out. And the thing about it, I've done a lot of research on these. These are antique chairs. It, I was thinking maybe they were from the federal period in the American, but they're too hand painted and, but they're kind of squared off. I've, I've done some research. I think they're from the French directory time period, which is kind of right after the French Revolution. Oh, I see. I never even knew that existed. Well, right. It's a lesser known style. And these, I believe they're original. I'm pretty sure they are. So this is a piece of history, but here's the thing. They're, they're squared off. They're hand painted. I put them in my breakfast room. They're kind of a sagey green with a hand painting, some red on them, 
my room, my colors are really blue and white. And in my breakfast room, I have a very curvy Louis the Fifteenth uh, armoire, you know, with with dishes in it. These chairs really technically do not go at all. They're the wrong color. They're the wrong shape. But they're so amazing. I don't care. I'm putting them in there, and they're going to work. Yeah, it, because they're they're actual pieces of art, really. And uh, your art doesn't have to all match. And so I think if you have really nice pieces, even if they didn't cost you an arm and a leg, and I know that these did not cost an arm and a leg. They were from the thrift store. From the thrift store. (laughs) Oh my goodness, boy. Sometimes you just get that bubbly feeling like I need to go in there now. I always heed that call. Sometimes I'm driving, you know, fast, my favorite thrifty (laughs) and I'm like busy and I need to go, but something will say, you should go in there. And every time I heed that call, (laughs) I score. Like I can't even tell you. So I'm, I'm guessing maybe you had that feeling the other day because I don't think you were supposed to be doing that the other day. No. Uh, Well, I was very busy with the shop and I don't know what you were doing walking around. I was taking some dishes over there to consign. Oh, right. You were giving stuff in, right? Well, yeah, it was my mother-in-law's dishes that I was finally, it was kind of, uh, you know, bittersweet, but I decided it was time. And then I'm like the, the clouds parted and the sun shone down and they said, you know, we, we thought about you. When we got these, and I'm thinking, start calling me. Yeah, Why aren't you people calling exactly. me? Exactly, speed dial me. I oh, know, funny, but anyway, but that that I think is really how you can make this work. Uh, you don't have to have expensive things. You don't have to have a lot of things. But I think the things that you do have need to be something that are really that that are things that speak to you. They don't even have to be over the top expensive or fancy. But something that's just very meaningful to you. And for example, one of the things I'm doing in Kevin's office, I actually, he left something in his office. So we stopped by on our way after lunch yesterday in his office to pick something up that he had forgotten. And when I was in his office, I said, what's going on here? I said, you need a decorator. (laughs) I was like, what's going on in here? I said, I hope you gave him a reduced rate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I gave him a great rate. So I said, you know, this artwork over here. I I just like, I can't believe this is here. I said, it's just size wrong. It's just, I said, it's all wrong. So, um, so my, my, my plan yesterday was to find something for his office. What did I find? I found now the reproductions and very inexpensive. Actually, I found some reproduction vintage travel posters for France. Oh, perfect. To put on the wall. Is that not perfect? Kevin loves to travel and he traveled around the world with his family when he was very young. They went to India and Australia and all these amazing places. So, and he loves kind of that vintage travel kind of feeling. So I just said, this is something that is perfect for you. So it's something, so I did show him, I, I, yeah, I was going to get him something World War II memorabilia stuff. But I, I wasn't sure that it would be good for him to have pictures of like, you know, like guns no. on the wall or that's something. Nice. Yeah. I know. I thought, and I don't think that's right. So I said, how about these? So he was very happy about it. But here's the thing. These are meaningful to him. Uh, he has a connection with France and, and he loves travel. So that, that is another tip is to incorporate something from your family history into your decor. And you don't actually have to have the French or not French. You don't have to actually have the family item, but just something meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's the thing that's going to resonate with you. That's the thing that you're going to keep long term. 
And that is, I think, part of why this works is everything has meaning, everything has value in the room. Right. Because instead of it, that needs to go with that and, well, I don't even really like that, but it's got the colors that we have in the sofa and blah, blah, blah. Instead of that being the glue, you're the glue. You and your family are the glue that holds those pieces together and makes them make sense together. And I, th- I think, done if you really follow that, you probably can't go wrong. There might be some, you know, wing nut piece, but you know what? If you love it enough or your husband loves it enough, you'll you'll figure out how to make it work in there. And that is part of this whole, you know, French, I don't want to say it's anti-decorated. They just don't seem to focus on it so much, like a decorated room, like we might. No, and I, they're not buying trendy things. Mm-hmm. They're not going out and, you know, saying, oh, well, now this is in, this is out. They're, they have family pieces. They have new pieces. Uh, but they're they're not um, they're not trying to keep up with other people. I think it's more what's meaningful to them. And another thing that they do that I think works quite well. And if you look on Pinterest, if you look online, you can see lots of Parisian apartments, and you'll see there's this incredible molding, high ceilings, beautiful windows, beautiful architecture, very you know two hundred you know very antique look. However, they've mixed it typically with some contemporary pieces in there. So I think that's something else also that you can do quite easily that works beautifully is mixing contemporary with traditional and it it, it can blend very well in the same room. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we talk about juxtaposition of lots of things and how we love that in decorating. And there is one that's very clear. If you have that absolutely stunning old world type of structure to the home and then you add in these clean modern pieces and lines that is it's really beautiful how can you go wrong with that i think you know what we're talking about having less and better things just to harken back to say the uh, quintessential french woman's closet is probably not you know burgeoning and busting with lots of pattern and different things, you know, they're probably, and of course this is the idealized French woman, you know, that we're, that they're making webinars about her style and there's, you know, books about having this female French style, you know? So we're talking about this idealized person, but I think that this is, there's enough people over there living this way that it's, you know, obviously people have noticed and they want to emulate it. Their closets are not busting at the seams with lots of different things. They might have a few things in some solids, and but the stuff they have is really good. So it's really easy to get dressed and look really good all the time. And you can use that same principle when you're talking about your decor. If you've got really good pieces, it's just going to look really good all the time. And you don't have to keep switching it out for the, the latest and supposedly greatest next thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. It's it, buy what you love, buy classic pieces, and you're going to be keeping them long term. And maybe rather than focusing on, I, I just can't tell you how many times I bought something because it went with my quote unquote, I'm using air quotes now, theme for the room, or it was the right color. There were so many times when I started, started out decorating, I kind of figured out the limited color palette pretty quickly. But I didn't really get the second part of that, which is don't buy it just because it's the right color. 
because I bought so many things that were the right color. And then I thought later on, I don't, when my colors would change, I would right. think, well, I just bought it because it was the right color. And now I don't like it. Whereas if I had bought it because I loved it, even if it weren't the right color, I would have kept it anyway. Oh, so true. I'm like rifling through in my mind so many things, particularly artwork, you know, fairly inexpensive artwork. I remember buying some things from Ballard, which were very nice. And I love Ballard and they do a great job. But I really bought these, you know, not more paintings, whatever they were, these, you know, prints, but they're, you know, the kind of thing that's painted on. So it kind of looks like a painting. And I bought these giant things and they weren't cheap, but I only bought them to go with the red couch. And I didn't really like them. <laughs> I mean, and there are so many things like that, uh, that it, it, they do not stand the test of time. So, you know, if you want to have this sort of really fabulous French casual, imperfectly perfect thing going on, you're going to want to find things that really resonate. And if you do, they're going to stay with you for a long time, but you're going to find places to use them. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Yes. Well, the artwork is the thing I think that sometimes is really the the place where people can get, get lost. Yeah. I think there's just so much. Remember when we were doing um, Texas Flip and Move? There's and so much bad artwork. We had to get some artwork and we looked and looked and there was just such, and in a certain price range. And, you know, we that's what we mean in the low price range. Yeah. Yeah. And we couldn't go buy, you know, pull something out of somebody's attic and we couldn't say, Hey, can you, do you have any kids art you want to use? Like all these wonderful ways to have inexpensive art that's meaningful. We didn't have access to that. So we were just in these big box stores looking for art to fill wall spaces. And it was really challenging. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the thing. You you want art that is meaningful to you. And again, I'm going back to like the travel posters that I found. What about movie movie posters or anything else that's inexpensive, but just frame it, maybe some old letters from your parents to each other. There's so many or kind of a shadow box of, of things. I, I have some memorabilia from some family members of uh, their ration tickets from World War II and some other letters. And I'm thinking, wouldn't that be great to to hang on the wall? I have a friend whose father was, in, uh, I don't know, fighter pilot, I don't know, or something in World War II. She's got his hat and his oh. jacket and all these things. What a cool, to me, that is so much better than just going to you know, fill in the blank store and buying right. just something cheap that's just meaningless. I, right. I think about when Kevin and I first got married, we loved to go sailing before we realized we really weren't very good at it. Um, it's another thing I never knew about you. Oh, well, we just sailing well, chapter. I didn't know this. Yeah. Well, we did catamarans and some high, before the trip was over, we would always end up with our catamaran upside down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it just was not, that's not the way it's supposed to happen. Let me okay, Ginger. Gilligan was not. <laughs> you too. We're not destined for the high seas. Okay. Yeah, that's called, that's that's what's called turtling your your catamaran, which is oh, what we seem no. to be very good at, by the way. But uh, we went through this uh, sailing phase. So I thought, oh, let's decorate the office in the sailing motif. And I got one of those brass uh, sailboat things that oh, really right. was. I, yeah. yeah. No, it was terrible. And then... Uh, 
a sailing. Now, again, if you're into sailing, there's probably some fabulous artwork you should have that would be great. But this was just kind of more of a phase. And I just got some artwork that was not really that special. And you guessed it. It was expensive to frame a long time ago. It was a phase. A few years later, I was looking at the artwork with a, what were you thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, attitude. And it, it just, I gave it away. Yeah. Whereas if I had maybe done something a little more personal, I, we'd still have it. Right, right. Another thing that I think the French do, and again, most Europeans are doing, and Americans are getting on the ball with this too, is reusing and recycling. And I don't mean you know when you're taking your trash out, but I mean reusing and recycling decor items throughout your home. And, you know, this can be things that were heirlooms and handed down, but it also can be just using something in a different way and shaking it up a little bit and sort of upcycling something and not being afraid to put something really old with something brand new, as we've mentioned. So keeping the sense of history, and it doesn't have to be a 200-year-old piece of furniture or uh, your your apartment doesn't have to have molding that was put up in the 1800s. You can get this sense of history and sense of place by using things that, you know, were either passed down or that you find other places and you just use in cool ways. Oh, I think so. And it doesn't even have to be vintage, although Kelly and I really love vintage and I think it will add a beautiful element to your home. But I think the thing is, yeah, add some different elements, try to find things that are meaningful to you that go beyond your particular style or phase. And I've always said this, I know people, it's not a popular thing to say though, but that is to invest in some pieces that are meaningful to you. Because these are the ones that are going to anchor the room. These are the pieces that you're going to keep. These are the pieces that are going to give it that feeling of, wow, the room looks elegant, but I, you didn't really, doesn't look like you're trying. It just, it just is. Right. Because the pieces themselves are elegant, right? And they just, they, they can stand alone and they have a presence of their own. Another thing that we sort of, I t- sort of touched on before about, you know, us maybe going a little overboard and us being, you know, in the bloggers and decorators here and sort of American decorating is you have to really think about the way the room is going to function. And I know I talk about function a lot and that sounds kind of really boring, but hey, look, when I was doing my research for this, this is one of the things that they say is really the foundation of good French decor and good French, you know, quote unquote decorating, is that it really can only happen if the space is well thought out, well thought out in the way that you're going to use it and the way it's going to function, right? So you don't want to just, you don't want to have things there that are really simply decorative. Almost everything is used, is used for another purpose, right? So it it might, it's pretty, but it also might store something. Or, uh, you know, I have that chair there because I go and I use it, uh, you know, in the afternoons to do whatever I'm doing. That's where my kids do their schoolwork or something like that. It's just not adding stuff for the sake of adding it. Everything, it was going to have a purpose. And in having the purpose, it, it all works together. So it has this beautiful functionality. And in that, in that in a way, it makes it really elegant. Yeah, I think that I think that's a, a good approach. It's, it's really 
I think being mindful when you buy things and then it does have that effortless feeling when you walk in the room. Yeah. What is, what is it about that where you can always just like, like you just feel it. You just see it when you see a, a photo of something. And it, it, a lots of times it's like almost very utilitarian. Do you agree? You know, certainly there's the beautiful French rooms that are, you know, decorated and the, the furnishings are so lovely and they're an, real antiques and all of that. But when you think more of like in the French countryside, something like that, like an old worn uh, table where, you know, maybe someone has a bread bowl or they're they're making lunch and it's all just spread out and it's not necessarily stylized. It's just happening. Like life is happening in a beautiful way. I think they've used real elements, not, not something made to look like something else. I think it's that that's what I think. It's, it's not, it's not made in China as a reproduction. It's something that was probably handcrafted. You can, because it may feel like, oh, it's not, there's not, it's just this cheaper version looks the same as, and we're not talking about large amounts of money. Sometimes there's not a big price difference. I mean, you can get a well-made antique for quite frankly, pretty close to a piece of brand new furniture that's really going to fall apart in a few years. But that is the thing. When you walk in the room, it's those, that beautiful piece that, that, that makes it. I think it's having a good eye to choose things that have a beautiful form for the room. I think that's a big part of it is choosing pretty things for the room. And then you don't, again, and it's not just what you put in the room, but it's what you don't put in the room, which we've talked about before. But this is something that I think people do. The room doesn't feel quite right. And instead of kind of really analyzing to figure out what's wrong with the room, they throw stuff at it. Mm. And and I've done it too. I mean, I'm not, you know, I think we've all done this. But then it makes the problem worse. Oh yeah. I've I've over decorated and and then been like, why am I not happy with this? And then pulled back and pull, taken things out and then been happy. You know, we you didn't expect like you just were on this frenzy, like add more. More and, will make it better. It doesn't. Right. Right. And exactly. And sometimes I just have a bad feeling about a room and I just say, oh, I don't want to deal with that now. And then finally I'll go in there and say, well, what's wrong with it? And often what I do to fix a room is take something out, not necessarily add something. So it really does make a difference. So that editing is very critical to having this this, uh, effortless elegance to a room. Well put. Hey, so we just want to remind you that we're coming at you two times a week now for the podcast on Mondays and Wednesdays. And if you haven't already subscribed to our emails for Bespoke Decor, definitely head on over there to bespokedecor.store and do that. Uh, The emails are a lot of fun. And especially on Sunday, we do the surprise Sunday where we do have a lot of really cool antique and vintage things that um, are one of a kind. So you want to get on the list so you can see those right away because they tend to get snapped up pretty quickly. Oh, I had a friend call me about that blue terrine that you put on there. She said, why didn't you let me know about that? I said, well, I didn't know about it. I said, because I would have grabbed it first. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you. Yeah, you want want to. I'm as surprised as everyone else on some of that stuff. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with that. But um, today was 
a lot of fun too. And I too, you know, there's just, you just want to grab onto that. Even if you're not a, a Francophile, you, there's just some, every, I think everyone can agree. There's just something pretty fabulous about the way French people can pull off a room and pull off a look. So we hope that we gave you some insights today. Um, Anita certainly is our resident French person here. Uh, so I'm sure that she gave you some wonderful insights and I hope I was able to add something to that. Thanks for visiting with us today. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody, we want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. So until next time.